Hello, good day, and hi. Welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. This is episode, what, 276? Sounds good enough to be right. How you doing today? Have you had a decent day? I just noticed that my door is open. It is not. That means the cats won't come in and bug us now. We got stuff to talk about, like the new stuff of the website, which includes Minecraft for me, Shining Force 2 for me, La Mulana 2012 for me, uh, my entry for Low Bias Monthly for this month, June 2020, is Fist of the North Star. It is there in its entirety. We have some Brandish the Dark Revenant from Scarlet. I believe that is uh, Scarlet's entry for last month. Uh, remake? That is a remake of the first game, I believe. Could be wrong. Uh, over in the forums, we have Challenge of the Dragon as our latest soundtrack, and um, I'm pretty sure we talked about this last week. Maybe not. What was that? Nope, it was not. Uh, we have the last bit of the original Run of Mystery Science Theater over at the forums as well, including Diabolique Squirm, uh, Horrors at Party Beach, I think, or no, Horrors of Spider Island. That's that one. And it lives by night. And uh, that was a lot. But yet, you're still hungry. Joe and Sylvia are back in this sequel to Beautiful Joe. This time you have more style, new special moves, and more than 40 new enemies to defeat. Now Joe's trusty aircraft transforms into various shapes to support his activities throughout the game's many stages. In addition to Joe, you can play as Sylvia, Joe's girlfriend. Call upon the powers of Joe and Sylvia and get ready to both solve new puzzles and save the day. This is Beautiful Joe 2, another one of them action beat em up -y games for the GameCube, uh, developed by Clover Studio, published by Capcom, released in 2004. 
It is indeed a sequel to Beautiful Joe 1, and despite what you may have been led to believe by the back of the box, it pretty much plays just like the first game, which is not a bad thing. We do have the addition of Sylvia, who plays in a completely different playstyle to Joe, and we have some new vehicle stages, uh, an ever-expanding story, more movie references, more good everything. It's just good, man. Go find us some reviews, huh? What do we got for old Joe? No meal for old Beal. Holy crap, there's a billion of them. Hold on, let me count. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, a million. Uh, absolute million. A totally, a metric million. Because metric system. Any names that pop out? Let's see. Genjiro Kabagami didn't like it. Below Average Joe says Unleashed Vortex. It's beautiful, but not much else, says Orin255. Zyrol the Squirrel, not to be confused with Zylo the Wolf. Solid a Snake, Samurai Tigger. That's just an interesting idea. Um, We're gonna do that. Wow, yeah, I'm not seeing any of our go-tos. Wow. We're going to do these two. I have made the executive decision. We're going to start with the last time I feel nostalgic. Uh says, don't smack Mossrup. Don't smack Mossrup. Okay, 2003. 
Beautiful Joe is the second in the line of five games scheduled by Capcom to be released for the Nintendo GameCube. It is a game that is admittedly a risk for the company since it relies heavily on technologies of systems from two generations ago. Wait, what? Are you saying... Don't smack that... That Super Nintendo? Technology? What? Story, 1 out of 10. The game starts out with Joe taking his girlfriend to the movies, and his girlfriend somehow gets taken in by one of Captain Blue's enemies. Joe then gets taken in by some giant mech, and the game proceeds from there. For those gamers looking for a story, look elsewhere, because beautiful Joe lacks severely. Uh, I'm gonna disagree on that one. Gameplay, 10 out of 10. The highlight of the game comes from its excellent gameplay. The aspect of the game is very satisfying. I've not experienced bullets time so well executed in any game to date. Uh, mock speed and the zoom features are also very entertaining. Finding different combinations to subdue the villains is unrivaled in any game to date. All this may sound good until you reach the boss battles. These are insanely difficult, even with outstanding controls. I was a huge fan of the Mega Man series on NES and was expecting a relatively difficult game, but this is ludicrous. The first boss comes to mind, especially who took me two hours to beat. I found myself endlessly dying with two continues, after which you are thrown back to the beginning of the level. But it's still perfect. Graphics, 7 out of 10. I absolutely hate cell shading. I think this is one of the worst things to happen to video games since full motion video. I hope that this horrible fad in the video game world dies quickly. But to be fair, many gamers see this is one of the most beautiful games to hit a console. Although I disagree, the techniques used in this game are mostly unique for cell shaded games. Since I enjoyed comic books back in the day, I was feeling rather nostalgic with the design of the game. But once played, I can honestly reaffirm my hatred for cell shading in video games. To not be biased, I will allow extra points in the graphics department. What? Sound, 1 out of 10. Holy crap. If a game ever needed custom soundtracks, this is it. The music is so repetitive and so mind-numbingly boring. You guys listened to it last week. What did you think? That I could not listen to it after 15 minutes of play. Capcom needs to get a decent composer for their games because this is absolutely unacceptable. Voice acting is somewhat decent quality, but who cares when the story is absent? It still has the cheesy intro that Capcom games are notorious for. Why do they need a voice to announce the title of every of a game every time you start it up? I don't know, why does Konami feel like it needs to do that? Huh? Don't, what's your face? Overall, 4 out of 10. The game is entertaining for a very short period of time. This title lacks so many fundamental elements that make a, good, a game good to today's standards. It's an insanely difficult title and extremely frustrating. All the gameplay is the most important part of the game, this title is dragged down by everything else done so poorly. Also, I do not like the whole gimmick that this game was supposed to introduce video games into a category of art. That's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. But who said that? Wow. Closing comments. This score may seem a little harsh, but games like this died for a reason. New technology and video games have produced new titles that these old rehashes cannot compete with. What Rehash of what? Although I grew up on the NES, I do not go back and play these types of games for a reason. Oh boy, I honestly do not see how this game could compete in a world of GTA 3, Halo, or Splinter Cell. I don't even see this standing up to other platformers such as Mario Sunshine. This game is extremely disappointing. I had high expectations for this game, but if this is what Capcom is talking about for its five heavy hitters for the cube, then I pray for the already hurting company. I cannot recommend this game to anyone. If you must play this game, rent it. Do not buy it. So... This came out on October 7th, 2003. He reviewed it October 9th, 2003. But it's titled The Last Time I Feel Nostalgic? For what? 
Uh, would you recommend? No. No, I would not recommend this for you. It's, it's so weird. It's like, this is never going to hold up to modern games. Games by today's standards. You reviewed it two days after it came out. How did you... How? 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 How do you do? What do you do? Alright, let's do this one. It's a beautiful day in GameCube land, says RPGs are awesome. Reviewed on the same day as Don't Smack Your Wet's Rap. Beautiful Joe is the most original game I have ever played. It has good music, good voice acting, superb gameplay, awesome graphics, and feisty enemies. The plot is well done and the controls handle flawlessly. Now, there's only seven levels, but believe me, they're really... They're really hard. Wrong there. Especially the bosses. Another plus is that it's cheap. 40 bucks US, 50 bucks Canadian. You can't go wrong when you purchase this game because Beautiful Joe is filled with style and flair. Graphics 10. Magnificent graphics. The graphics are lie, cel shaded comic book style. The graphics go with the game really well. The backgrounds are also awesome. The cool feature is that sometimes you have to go around a bend. The cool part is if you. Uh, press to the right to move forward, it will turn the corner. This is a thing the game does that other side-scrollers did not. Oh boy, RPGs are awesome. This is gonna be fun. Sound and voice acting, 10. Great music and the quirky dialogue help uh, move this game through the plot. The only thing I don't get is why Joe screams so oddly. Believe me, it's very different. But that doesn't mean the voice acting is bad. It's still well-read and very funny. Hulk Davidson singing is pretty funny too. Near the end of level two. Gameplay 10. Joe has the moves and VFX power to help him out. You use VFX power to control the mock speed, slow down, and zoom in. If you run out, you become regular Joe until you can recharge it to the minimum amount needed, the main bar. Then you transform, two words, back into beautiful Joe, regaining your double jump and superpowers. You collect beautifuls, which are your points. You get them from doing big combos and defeating enemies. You can spend them on extra lives, special moves, boomerangs, bombs, take twos, which when you run out of lives will give you another try not like one-ups, extra health and extra hearts to add to your meter. Also reheals you. There are four difficulty modes, a music video, and these three secret characters you can play as to unlock. What? I didn't know that. If you want to unlock everything, you'll have to play the game through three or four times. Controls 10. The controls are flawless and well thought out. A is jump, twice is double jump. B and the C stick are zoom in and R is mock speed. L is slow down, X is kick, Y is punch, left and right and control stick or control pad moves you and up and down on the stick. And up and down on the control stick or control pad is dodge. Okay, I was confused for a second. Once you get used to the controls, you will be playing like a master or if you can make combos. I've never had anybody go so in-depth into the controls of a game. Plot and story, 10. The story begins at the movies with Joe and Sylvia watching an old Captain Blue movie. Sylvia is trying to kiss Joe and Joe falls over and misses the important part of the show. On screen, Captain Blue is defeated and the enemy robot steals Sylvia. The good robot falls into the same theater and takes Joe into the movie. Then uh, Joe then talks with Captain Blue's spirit and receives the V-Watch. Joe then sets out to save Sylvia and possibly the whole in-movie world. Awesome plot and well thought. We need more games like this. Replayability 10 with two unlockable difficulties, a music video, three hidden characters, and a shop with lots of moves and items to buy. This game will last quite a while. Final score, a perfect 10 out of 10. The final word, buy. 
go out and buy this gem of a game. You will thank me later. Beautiful Joe is an instant classic, and I can honestly say this is the best game I have ever played. I've played a lot. And the best GameCube game out there. Go and buy it. Pronto. Flawless says RPGs are awesome. Well, your review confused me for different reasons than don't smack Mwasa rap rap flap. Uh, but, you know, you roll the dice when you do this show.
Something better happen in the news, because I don't have a title yet. Our lead story, Cheeky. Alex Mazmej of Paris, France, is a 23-year-old with a strong sense of self-worth. So strong, in fact, that he sold shares of himself via an initial coin offering, or ICO, in April. Mazmej sold tokens called dollar sign Alex, Alex Bucks. To 30 investors raising more than $20,000, which he plans to use to move to San Francisco. Investors in Alex reportedly receive a share of any money he makes over the next three years up to $100,000, a vote on some of his life decisions, and promotion for Mazmej on his social media channels. Decrypt thus reported. He has a whopping 3,200 followers on Twitter and 517 on Instagram. Since there are no legal contracts, Mazmej said, I can technically run away with the money. But he won't because it will hurt my reputation amongst those very people I need help from. It's more likely that I just don't make money and pay back very little. Mm-hmm. Says so in the story. Okay. This is like this Kickstarter I saw once where basically somebody wanted you to give them money so they could go on vacation. They'd send you pictures, though. Double trouble. Some folks never learn. On May 9th, a New Hampshire state police trooper pulled over Nicole George, 31, in Newington, as opposed to Oldington. George was driving 90 miles per hour in a 50-mile-an-hour zone after the traffic stop, but she went on. Uh, But only 13 minutes later, a second trooper clocked her doing 111 in a 65 in Rochester. The first trooper responded to assist at the second traffic stop, NECN reported. She was arrested for reckless operation. However, after her arrest, authorities found about 40 grams of fentanyl and some methamphetamine in Georgia's possession. They seized her Honda Pilot, and they suspect criminal activity was the reason for her big hurry. You don't say priorities, ladies and gentlemen. As rioters looted and vandalized stores and other businesses in Seattle on May 30th, one woman wearing a cloth mask and a backpack was caught on news cameras calmly walking out of a cheesecake factory with a whole cheesecake adorned with undisturbed strawberries on top. A KIRO news crew captured the footage as others threw bottles of liquor and broke windows. With everything going on, sometimes you just have to take a moment to treat yourself, one Twitter user commented. Stories of oops, dang those tricky Zoom calls. At least 12 government officials met online on May 29th in Mexico. Senator Martha Lucia Micker, Mitcher, I don't know, thought her camera was off and changed her top as her colleagues looked on. Mitcher, 66, issued an apology saying, In one part of the session, without realizing, and while the camera of my computer was on, I got changed, showing my naked torso. Thanks to a call from other senators, I realized my error. She went on, I am a woman who has fought for the left for almost 40 years and who has occupied various public roles in my fervent commitment to the defense of human rights. I am a woman who is not ashamed of her body. According to the Daily Mail, she blamed the mistake on her lack of technological savvy. And of course, Zoom. Have we talked about Zoom on this show? I think we have. Let me tell you something that Zoom... If you want to have a private conversation and your choice is yelling it across the street from a balcony or Zoom, you're actually more private yelling it across the street. Just so you know. Car buffs who were about to snag a 2020 Chevrolet Corvette C8 were lucky. Coronavirus shut down production before too many of them could be built. So imagine how angry the owner of one of the prized autos was when he took his car to a Chevy dealership in Jacksonville, Florida for service on June 1st. 
and the car was dropped off the lift. According to CarBuzz, the new vet has a different weight distribution than its predecessors and service techs didn't know the right way to position it on the lift. Car owner Jake Anthony posted a photo of the wrecked top rod on his Instagram account where he noted that, I've spoken with GM executives. I'm not interested in a new base model. Aw, poor Jake. I am not dead yet, the BBC reported. Not about themselves, but they reported this on June 2nd. Railroad, railroad workers, oh my goodness, became alarmed after spotting a pair of human feet and no signs of life near the Chafford 100 station in Essex, England. The British Transport Police reported that officers who rushed to the scene found a man in his late 30s enjoying some nude sunbathing. A spokeswoman for a network rail pond, let me lay it bare. The railway is not a place to sunbathe. Please keep away from the tracks. Another spokesperson said the episode was not as uncommon as you might think. The sudden bather received, quote, words of advice, but no citation. Meanwhile, the foreign press, police in Madrid, Spain, caught up with a wanted criminal in late May, AFP reported, Nacho Vidal. Nacho Vidal. I think we have our title. A porn star was charged with manslaughter relating to the death of fashion photographer Jose Luis Abad last year at Vidal's country residence. According to authorities, Abad died from inhaling venom of the Bufo alvarius toad during the celebration of a mystical ritual. The toad, which is native to Mexico and the southwestern U.S., secretes venom containing a powerful psychedelic substance. Police said Vidal and his cohorts have lured people who are easily influenced, vulnerable, or who are seeking help for illness or addictions to the rituals on a regular basis. One of Vidal's relatives and an employee were also arrested. You know what? I'm gonna... I'm gonna go back. Let's not name the episode after him. Unclear on the concept, Julie Wheeler of Beaver, West Virginia, pleaded guilty in February to healthcare fraud and faced up to 10 years in prison. So she and her husband, Rodley Wheeler, apparently cooked up a plan to keep her out of jail. On May 31st, Rodney and the couple's 17-year-old son reported that Julie had fallen from the Grandview Overlook at the New River Gorge National Forest. Federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies and rescue crews began a search for her, including use of a helicopter and rappelling into a jagged canyon to no avail. After three days of searching, however, Julie turned up, hiding in a closet in her home, WVNS reported. Now, in addition to the fraud conviction, Julie and Rodney will face multiple charges of conspiracy and giving false information to West Virginia State Police. It's hard to hide at home, remarked U.S. Attorney Mike Stewart. Meanwhile, the entrepreneurial spirit cobbler Grigor Lup of Cluj, Romania, Yes, was disturbed to see people ignoring social distancing guidelines put in place for the COVID-19 pandemic. So he created a pair of size 75 European men's shoes, each of which is about two and a half feet long. The shoes have a regular space for the foot, but then a long bill-like section that extends up from the toe. Lup told United Press International that the shoes are designed so that two people facing each other and wearing his shoes have to keep a distance of about five feet. Why, why would you, you... You'd have to buy them, man. I don't feel like this is an enforceable law. 
The Way the World Works, lowering the bar, reported on June 3rd that the divorce rate in Saudi Arabia has climbed by as much as 30% during the COVID-19 pandemic. According to a referenced report, at least some of those divorces are the result of women finding out that their husbands are secretly also married to another woman, and apparently not an uncommon practice in that country. The pandemic, domestic isolation, and curfew contributed to uncovering the hidden marriage, the report noted, citing specific cases. Well, there you go. Our freedom-loving friends in Saudi Arabia. That's it. Everybody go home. The show's over. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you had a nice time. Hope you've had a good day and a good week. And I hope you continue to have one so you'll be all prepped and ready for next time. If you would like to check out the Let's Plays, get the soundtrack, and any of that stuff that we've talked about here on the show, you can do so at lowbiasgaming.net. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at Jason G-R-V-A-N. Find me on YouTube at Jason's Groove Machine. Find us on Discord and all of that with the link in the thing below the thing with the thing is. And, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Do uh, do yourself a favor. If, uh, if you're feeling down in the dumps, don't go home with anybody who's going to make you smell frogs, okay? Nacho isn't what's on the menu. That's his name.
brought to you by... Electric Leftovers is a low-bias gaming production. Low-bias gaming. We play games.